that doesn't happen after doing laundry. <laughs> Honestly, I think laundry piles would be smaller if that happened every time, wouldn't it? Anyway, yes, we are so excited that our moms are in the house that we actually have some good chocolate, you know, the hide it before the kids get it chocolate that we want to give to you moms. We made up kind of like a little chocolate bar with a few different flavors of chocolate for you to make your own little bag to take home with you. So make sure moms that you go out there and take advantage of that chocolate because it's really good. Um, and of course I've been snacking on it all week, so I won't take my cut today. I've already had it, but, <laughs> but again, it is great to be here. I want to talk a little bit this morning about seasons of our lives. And so Let's talk about just weather seasons. Um, I'm sure all of you have a favorite time of year, whether that's something that's marked because of an event that's happened in your life or just it's just your favorite time of the year. And so for me, my favorite, well, I actually have two favorite times of the year, but my favorite is spring is one of them. And I'm not going to get all corny and sappy, but it is when I met my husband um, in the spring, and I'm telling you, the grass never looked greener as a teenager dating, and the sky was not any more blue than it could have been, and it was. I mean, as corny as that sounds, do you remember being young and in love, and it just seemed like everything around you was just brighter. Oh, listen to all the little talk there. They're like, oh, I don't know. But the, no, the, it was just a beautiful time. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, everything is enhanced. And what I love about spring as well is in Ohio, I feel like we go through winter almost like half of the year. I don't know any more Ohioans in here that can vouch for that. Yes. It's like you could be going out to your mailbox in like March or April and still see patches of snow. And it's just really disheartening until you see that, just that little sprout of daffodil or something breaking through. And it's like, yes, we do not have winter till Jesus comes. And so spring was really important in the North because it was that assurance that we have something coming that's not going to just be winter. And don't get me wrong. Winter's good because you have Christmas, but I don't want to see snow after Christmas. I'm done. I'm done with snow. But that was one of my favorites. And then another one of my favorites is the fall or autumn. And um, what I love about that is the colors. So if you were to come into my house, it is like autumn just threw up in a color scheme all around. It's just very earthy and the, the reds and the golds and the olive greens and all that. It just, I love the look of autumn. And okay, I didn't have this in the notes, but this, this is really me being corny. Leaves. I always think when I'm driving and I see a leaf fall, it's like, have you ever seen some of the leaves? They just kind of kaplunk and they just fall to the ground. And I'm like, there is nothing beautiful about going that way. You know, and then you have some leaves that just dance their way and they're just making their grand, uh, you know, not entrance, but leaving this earth just so beautiful as they land to the ground. And I just think, Lord, I don't ever want to just be that heavy leaf that just plops. You know, I know that sounds corny and that was something I wasn't going to share, but it's so true. You know, it's just... It just doesn't have that departure like you want. But anyway, so I love fall because of just that time of year and you smell the campfires. And I don't even really like s'mores, but because it's associated with campfires, I will eat s'mores. And it just, it's wonderful. So 
seasons of life. I mean, we can all probably pick something um, in the four seasons that Mark is one of your favorites. And we could say the same about the seasons of our lives that we go through. And so just looking back, you know, and I was thinking because today's Mother's Day, but I was thinking back to my firstborn, Adelie, who is going to be in our second service today. Um, And we actually have a special announcement that we want to do. They're going to be in the second service. But speaking of season changes, our oldest daughter got engaged this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if you've seen uh, her fiance, Zachary Van Dyne, um, around here, but he is just a tremendous man of God. And his grandparents, are they here today? Trisha and Eddie, I think they're going to be in second service uh, along with Zach's parents. But just a, a phenomenal family. We just love them to death. But talk about a season change. Oh, my goodness. But let's... <laughs> One down, four to go. <laughs> But if we were to rewind back to when I brought her home from the hospital, wow, it just, you know, especially this week, it just really, wow. Um, I purposefully didn't look at old scrapbooks because I was afraid I would really start losing it. But, you know, I mean, you know how it is. You bring your firstborn home in the hospital. They're just so quiet and they're just bundled so perfect, that little baby burrito that the nurse hands you. And you just think, "Ah, I got this. And I don't know, back when I had Adelie, that book that was really popular, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Do you guys remember that book? Yes. But you know, no matter how much you read on how to be a mom, it really doesn't prepare you as those life lessons and those season changes do when it's actually, you know, with you. And so... What was really crazy is our first, you know, the first day we brought her home, everything is going good. Um, You know, I I put her in the bassinet. She's doing good. And then Ross is like, I got to go run a couple errands. I'll be back. And I'm thinking, no problem. You know, she's, she's been doing so well. He wasn't gone probably 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, I look over at the bassinet. And this was back in the day when it didn't matter if you had a boy or a girl, you had the eyelet lace bassinet. And so she's over there, and it's starting to rock it's starting to make some, some movement. It's starting to make some grunting noises. And so I go over, and long story short, Ross comes home, and both of us are crying. And I just look at him, and I'm like, she doesn't come with instructions. <laughs> you know, no matter how much you read, how much you prepare yourself for changing seasons in your life, it, nothing prepares you until when you're in that season. And sometimes it's not until you look in the rearview mirror and say, oh my goodness, that season of life is so different than the way I perceived it going into it. And so um, I do want to look, let's look in uh, Psalm 1 as my first text here. I want to look at something that really encouraged me. And as of recent, um, I've had a season change. I've had to get bifocals, progressive lenses. So I did what all you guys do. I went on Zenni Optical to get mine, and um, they don't come with instructions. And so I have never used progressive lenses. And so when I had put them on for the first time they came in the mail, I felt like I was looking through a fishbowl. I mean, it was just. And so what what do you do? You go drive for the first time in your glasses, not knowing what you're doing. And I mean, I almost got in a wreck picking up Maverick, but I finally bit the bullet, and I went into a... um, 
an eyeglass store, and I said, okay, I didn't buy these from you guys, but I really have no clue how to wear these, and I'm about ready to take them back because they don't make sense to me. And so that's when they explained, like, distance, like you see up, and then the middle sections, like, from the length of your arms. I'm teaching you guys if you guys don't know this. Um, and then the bottom part is, like, what you see when you're reading, so it would be, like, this level. But it, it was crazy. It was definitely as, uh, a learning curve for me, and, um, yeah, it's, it's been... It's been crazy, but let's look in Psalm 1, and I just want to read the first three verses here. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the water, the rivers of water, that brings forth fruit in its season." whose leaf shall also not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And I like this because it really is a metaphor explaining, you know, the righteous, the godly are like a tree. And, you know, so the whole, the whole chapter just kind of talks about the difference between the righteous and the ungodly. And, you know, it, it's just, there, there's, um, you know, some really neat things that it metaphorically brings out, you know, is us being like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in season. You know, our leaves are not going to wither. Um, you know, all we do will prosper. That is great to look at that positively. I mean, isn't that a wonderful verse to be encouraged by? But what if things aren't going that way? What if you're living righteous or in right standing? But you don't see the fruit of that. You know, let's forget about your leaves withered. Let's just say you don't have any leaves on your tree right now. You know, you just feel barren. You just feel like you're in a season where it's just not, it's not where you wanted to be. Um, your timeline is not matching up with what God, what you thought the direction God was going. And uh, for me, you know, a time in my life where it really hit me, and it was a seasonal change for me, I just heard the enemy in the back of my mind saying, your best years are behind you. Your best days are behind you. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what kind of season you're in right now. But if you're feeling a little bit of that winter cold or even just the autumn, which is beautiful, but you just don't know what's on the other side of that. You don't know what that next season is going to be like in your life. And I just want to encourage you because... Uh, you know, even though you don't say, you, you start believing that, but, um, you know, let me see, I want to make sure I say this right, this is a good part. Uh, oh, we, 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 we narrow it down to a formula where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm right standing with God, and I'm, I'm standing on his promises, but it's, it's just not coming together. And for me, because I'm a fixer, I want to see things like I do A and B, and I'm going to get C, and it's a formula, and then I start questioning myself. What am I doing wrong? You know, how's come this person is doing this, and I'm not seeing it the same way? I mean, it was so bad. I mean, I don't know if we should, I think I shared this one other time, but, you know, early on in the, the days of church planning, just, you know, when we're, we're doing all we know to be in right standing, and it's just like things, we're just in a season where we're just not feeling the fruit of what God promised us. I just looked at Ross, I'm like, is there sin in the camp? Is there something you're not telling me? Because you know in the Bible it talks about that, you know, where there was sin in the camp. And so, you know, you just, you really start overanalyzing your life. And it, it's a hard place to be. But, you know, I just, I want to encourage you that as a tree grows, no matter how incredible the harvest, 
there's still seasons when there's no fruit on the tree. You know, in verse 3, I love this. It says, that brings forth fruit in its season. How's come it's easy for us to look at trees and things like that of the like and say, oh yeah, well, that, that tree doesn't have leaves right now. The season it's in, it's not going to have fruit on the tree. It's not going to have the leaves. But yet as believers, we're not as easy on ourselves. We're not as easy on others that have seasonal changes. And that's where we really need to see where this metaphor is coming down to. You know, he's, he, God has a lot of, of, of hidden truth in that if we just break down that verse. And this verse, I actually uh, had, had dated it because a lot of times if I read something in a season of life where I'm just, whatever that season is, I'll just write the date just so I don't forget it because I remember what that was like and how God revealed that to me. But I just thought that was so good because we don't, you know, we, we, we do have different seasons, and fruit does not always come in every season. Um, another, or one of the other reasons, or one of the other ways that I believe you are qualified with the different seasons of life you're at, because it takes the changing of seasons to bring forth the fruit. I want to talk about that. Um, it's, not, it's not just that you're waiting on that time in your life to be prosperous. But God actually uses those changes, the weather, the weather pattern, the different seasons to bring that along. And how often do we kind of cut it short and say, you know, this is not going the way I planned. I'm going to change up my life or I'm going to change up my direction right before that fruit comes. And I want to look at this because First Samuel, we're going to talk about Hannah in the Bible. So you guys turn to First Samuel. I just want to read through her story. And this just kind of takes you through the different changes of seasons in Hannah's life. I'm going to start in verse 2. It says, And now Hannah had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and uh, sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. So we can see here she was barren. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, in verse 8, it says, her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? And we see here another season of just weeping. Why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? Now let's just stop there a minute. <laughs> See, moms, wives, you understand where I'm coming with this or going with this. Guys, when you're trying to console your wife, I understand that you're trying to make a point and you're trying to be supportive and be there for her. 
But sometimes you're just not comparing apples to apples. You're just not, you're, you're missing it. And as much, and I, I wish we would have gotten the version that told how Hannah dealt with that. But honestly, you know, there's, there's times where it's like, oh, I just, I need you here, your support. But I, it has nothing to do with you not being enough. It's just, I have something more. I have something more that I'm yearning for and desiring. And so, you know, we can look at that in any area of our lives. But I just, I just wanted to give a little pep talk to the guys. Just be a little careful with your words. <laughs> All right, in verse 10, and she was in bitterness of soul, and see, this is another season, a bitterness of soul, and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And what I thought was interesting when I looked into this, it was not, it was not proper to express yourself at the temple when you were praying in such emotion as that. To be weeping and praying before the Lord, that was not something that was proper or done in the temple. And so for her to be in such anguish, you know, weeping and bitterness of soul, we can really understand how this affected her, that beyond what was proper, beyond what was expected, she was weeping. She was emotional. This was important to to her. Then she made a vow in verse 11. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And then I'm going to jump down to verse 19. It says, Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. And I just think it's neat as we looked through that, the different changes of seasons in Hannah's life. She went from barrenness to weeping to bitterness and what's so be- yes, and what's so beautiful, she went to rejoicing. Her vow made in sorrow was not forgotten in song. And that is a beautiful thing because we can attach that to anything that causes us barrenness, a season of desolation, weeping when it's not proper or it's not thought of to handle the situation the way you are, to bitterness where it's just that cold, lifeless time to rejoicing. God remembered her. He uses all seasons to bring forth fruit. God knows, and he's going to remember you. I want to look at another reason that you were qualified in this verse in, uh, in Psalm 1. Another reason you're qualified is because of where you're planted. Let's look again at verse 3. It says, he shall be planted by the rivers of water. He planted you there. There's a lot of things we can't control in life, especially whatever we're going through. But you know what? The one that controls everything purposefully planted you where you are. Now, I'm not saying that what you're going through is a direct result of God. But what I am saying is he is going to take where he's planted you. Because if you're in right standing, you are righteous. This is a promise to you. This is a promise to you that you are planted. He is the living water. 
You are planted by the water. He sustains in all the seasons. Even when we see a tree that looks dead in winter, there's a water source. There is something below the surface that's the root system that's getting nourishment, that's getting sourced. And so I just want to encourage you, if there's times where you just, you're discouraged because how you look on the outside doesn't match up with the source that you're getting on the inside, and you just, you kind of worry about how people perceive that, or you've heard things that people have perceived that's just like, you don't get it. <laughs> kind of like Alcana, you know, it's like you just don't get it. I just want to encourage you, don't stop short of that season that God is going to bring you through. My last story I want to share with you guys has to do with my youngest. Yes. She's the, she's the caboose on the Wiseman train. Yeah. She is just a firecracker. She's a hot pepper. She's very persistent. And honestly, you would think after five, we would have a prototype and know what to do with them. <laughs> There is just no, there's no words to describe her except that she's persistent. But I love that about her. But you know, she came in a season of life that I was not expecting her. You know, we had Maverick nine years, nine years after Matt, or Grant. And that was exciting. It was like, oh, look, it's a little human baby doll. We can take such good care of this little one. And it'll be like a little novelty. And oh, so sweet. And then a few years later, we have Arden. And it's like, oh, we went from just like fun, let's play with the baby dolls, to this is going to be work. We have two of them. And this is going to switch up how I do life. This is going to switch up how I, I just go forward in the things, you know, that I kind of had a timeline and a plan, and then it's just kind of been rerouted. Because I couldn't see God's timing and his reasoning. And I, I know that sounds harsh, because I love Arden. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. But you know, sometimes when you're going through a stage of life that you didn't see coming, it, it's hard to get on board right away. You know, it's hard to be okay with that, knowing where you wanted to go and where you're going. And so I, I just, I really wrestled with that a few months. And I felt guilty wrestling with it. I'll just be honest because, you know, I was honored that I could have, you know, Arden. But it just, it was just a really hard time. And I, I remember just saying to God, I, I just, I, I don't know what my life looks like after this because I had a, a different direction. I was starting to kind of come out of just, being at home with the kids and yada yada. So long story short, it was really neat because God spoke to me in the car and he said, this one's for you. And I loved that, but I was like, you want me to have a favorite? <laughs> I mean, as we heard last week, that didn't go so well for Joseph. You know, I, I that was one time I didn't want to be biblical, you know, and I just... I was confused, but you know, sometimes God will give you a word or people will give you a word and you just aren't quite sure how that's going to play out. So you just kind of put it on the back burner. God will confirm it. If it's a word for you, God is going to confirm it. And so I just kind of put that on the back burner. I'm like, all right, this one's for me. And I really do feel like God said that. So I, I knew the word was true. I just didn't know. I didn't know how that was going to look or how that was going to play out. 
So, you know, fast forward, you know, um, I was driving, I was driving again in the car. I think that's the only time I can really get peace and quiet or everybody's like, you know, buckled in. But I heard God speak again and he said, you know, remember when I said this one's for you? This is the one I've used to bring you to this season. I used the changing of the seasons. Arden was a catalyst for what I want to do in your life. And you would not have seen this direction had I not put her in your life. And I know I'm probably not explaining that as much as I'm feeling it in my heart, but it was like in spite of where I was going, in spite of the season of life I was in, you know, I had plans. I wanted to go back to school. Um, you know, I, I, I had a direction with, you know, I had a small cleaning business. I just, I saw my life a lot differently, but I felt a stirring from God. And I thought, okay, is this something I just need to like put a hold on? But you know, in the midst of that season, I just kept walking forward. I just kept walking forward. And what's crazy is in the middle of that season, I do. I go through school. I start working here part-time. I start doing things that I just didn't think was where I was supposed to be in that season of life because of having Arden. But God was saying, I used her to bring forth fruit in season. And she's the catalyst for that. And so I looked at it in a whole different light. And the verse that I love to use a lot with people at the altar because I love it for my own heart, is just he who has begun a good work and you will be faithful to complete it. You know, he has planted you. He has already begun the good work. You right standing person of God, okay? And he is going to bring forth fruit in its season. You are going to have what he's promised you, even when you don't see it, even if it doesn't look like it on the outside. He has that for you. Because people's lives aren't just successful when there's visible evidence. People's lives are successful because of what God's doing in every stage of their life. And we need to give each other that grace. Give ourselves that grace. Remember where he's planted you. And that it takes the changing of seasons to bring forth that fruit. Because or let the seasons of life not define you, but refine you. Be refined in wherever he has you. Jesus, I thank you today, Lord, with it being Mother's Day. Lord, I just thank you for everyone in the room, especially moms that have changing of seasons a lot. Lord, I pray, God, as we just hear this word, God, I pray that it would just resonate with where we're at, that it's not an accident where we're at, that it's not just a place that we have put ourselves. Holy Spirit, if you could lead Jesus into the wilderness, there's times where you're going to lead us to places that we're going to think is our fault, and it's not. It's just part of where you have us on our timeline. And I just pray that we would all just be able to understand that and accept that and just wait as you will reveal in due season the fruit you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Journey. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.